Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to see you again, and welcome back to Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm Ryan Ruff, your host and moderator, but as always, I'm going to be joined by my right-hand man, Mr. Mark Wade, the president of Echelon Family Office, and we're going to be diving into a big wealth management discussion here today on the show, as we typically do. And look, to, to kind of set the scene for everybody today, let's face it, you know, we all have financial concerns. We all do. It's just a fact of life. Uh, but today, Mark and I, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be examining, taking a closer look, of course, at some of the key concerns that are shared by many affluent individuals, families, business owners out there in today's day and age. And of course, how many of these concerns as a whole, uh, you know, can really be become a list, shall we say, and become a little difficult to tackle and address overall. So we're going to be identifying what some of these concerns are and, of course, some strategies on how you can mitigate them in the first place. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Mark aboard. Mark, it's good to see you today. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, can't, can't complain. We, you know, we got our, our, uh, our work cut out for us. <laughs> it's a big one today that we're going to jump into. Uh, let's, let's start at a high level, Mark, like we typically do on the show. Um, we're talking about these key concerns that are facing affluent folks and, and families, business owners, the whole nine yards today. Uh, what's the, the first big one that you see uh, to, to kind of bat lead off here? Hey, Ryan, you know what? I wanted, I wanted to just mention one thing before we jump right into this today. I was talking to a client just recently, and they said to me, you know, Mark, working with you on our wealth management is kind of like keeping our health up to snuff with our physicians. You don't go to the physician once and then say, oh, good, I'm done for the rest of my life now. I've taken care of that problem. It's an ongoing process, right? And he said to me, using you and your firm Echelon Virtual Family Office as our as our as our guidance for all all things wealth, it's kind of like an ongoing conversation. And I thought about that, and I said, "That's kind of brilliant. I wish I thought of that. This is <laughs> an it. ongoing conversation because if you think about it, many of the topics that we discuss, just like today, are all kind of weaved together. They all lead one into the other, and so." With regard to this topic today, we chatted a little bit about this in our previous conversations, and and I, I'm confident we're gonna you know we're gonna unpack these concepts and ideas uh, to a larger degree as we move along. But it's it's an ongoing conversation. No, Mark, I, I love that. This is it's an ongoing series. I mean, each one of these episodes that we do tell a greater story, and that's the story of your financial portfolio, the story of your financial goals. So, so yeah, let's let's get into this this you know these big concerns that are facing so many folks. That's the story of today. What's the first big one that you see? Sure. Hey, Ryan, the first thing that you know, our clients tell us uh, that is of concern to them on an ongoing basis. You know, it and and look, they're not a this large monolithic group, right? The affluent or the wealthy or the ultra wealthy, however you want to refer to them. They're not this large, unidentifiable monolithic group. They don't all look exactly the same, but they have some of the same concerns and, and they worry about a lot of the same things. But you know, in essence, they cite preserving wealth, number one. So well, when you look at the preservation of wealth. It, it's 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 usually to produce good returns, but it's not always the highest returns, but the appropriate returns being fairly compensated for the amount of risk you take in a certain time period, right? What is your what is your time frame? When when do we think we may need to use these funds? 
uh, and and how much risk are we willing to take during that time period? You know, kind of kind of like, hey, it's not how much money we make at this point in time in our lives. You know, when we're looking at our clients that are 55 and older, for the most part, uh, you know, these clients are not so much concerned about earning another one or two or three percent. They're really worrying about keeping the money they already have. Right. They're concerned about not losing more money. So it's not how much you make, it's how much you get to keep. Right. And and a lot of things affect that. So preserving wealth, you know, during during our client's lifetime, perhaps is the largest issue that that concerns them. Uh, and, and so ask yourself this kind of question, which is which is how I pose it to them. You know, how sure are you that you have or will eventually have all of the assets, all of the wealth you need to meet your needs? and reach the goals and live the way you want to live for the rest of your life, right? How confident are you of that? How sure that you have reached that, that, that number? Uh, and the vast, you know, the vast majority of our clients, you know, they, they ask themselves this question on an ongoing basis and they worry about it. In fact, you know, we helped to underwrite a study that, that looked at the top concerns of, of our clients and, and over 90% of them say they were quite concerned about preserving the wealth they already have and not losing money, you know, and I can tell you, it's almost three quarters of, it's almost three quarters of them. It's like 71 and a half percent said they worry about not having enough to last through their entire retirement. So it's not, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that is omnipresent. It shows up all the time, regardless of the amount of wealth somebody has. You know, that, Mark, that's a really interesting point that preserving wealth, especially when you're analyzing, you know, the ultra affluent, I think, uh, you know, the layman might think, oh, man, they've got plenty of wealth enough to see them through a life, uh, you know, a, a very enjoyable, long life. Uh, I feel like that's a big misconception almost that folks uh, would think that they don't need to necessarily worry about their financial futures. Uh, it's really an interesting point there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's it's something. Uh, we're all susceptible to that. All of us really worry, well, did I make enough? Did I do enough? Have I arranged everything in a proper manner? You know, an, another study that we that we under not that we underwrote with uh with the Spectrum Group uh talks about maintaining their current financial position. That was the top concern of investors with three million dollars or more of net worth. Now some people will look at $3 million and say, wow, that's a boatload of money. I, you know, I don't have that much, but everything is relative, right? Everything's relative. People that have 10 or $50 million, most of the time, they don't think themselves think of themselves as wealthy or affluent or, or having all the money that they're ever going to need for the rest of their lives and for their family's lives. So, you know, having significant wealth all by itself, it doesn't erase and it doesn't minimize that fear of losing what you have. Again, regardless whether it's 3 million, 10 million, 50 million, or 100 million, everybody worries about losing their money. And, and it kind of makes sense because if you think about it, you know, there's too much to be at stake to not be concerned. At this point of our life, again, it's not making another one or two or 3%. It's not losing what we have. It's keeping what we already have and being fairly compensated for the amount of risk that we're willing to take. So, you know, Sometimes the idea of downshifting your lifestyle or or uh, or being a little bit more frugal, you know, it's not really appealing to most of us. 
I know it's not to me, but I, I can tell you that things change. And so you have to change and you have to be flexible. But yet, you know, some of our clients, you know, they find that they may need to make some significant compromises in their future plans because it's a very real threat. You know, the threat of, of failing to preserve your wealth, the threat of losing what you've already earned. It's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So so preserving wealth, one of the biggest financial concerns facing folks today. Let's get into the next one, Mark. What do you see on this front? Yeah. So another big issue is, okay, so I don't want to lose what I have. I get it. But how can I enhance what I already have? Specifically, you know, this you know kind of falls into the category of minimizing tax liabilities in ways that make sense and of course are legal, right? So tax mitigation is really a, a particularly important issue among the affluent. Our clients tell us all the time that you know they worry about this never-ending discussion that Congress has about increasing taxes on the high earners and, and those that have significant assets. You know, if they're retired and, and they're not earning money, W-2 or 1099 uh, uh, earned income, right? They worry about the income coming from their assets. So you never know where these discussions are going to go, really. I mean, and it's no surprise that a lot of people are going to share these very same concerns about taxes because taxes can and do eat up a great deal of, of wealth. So when when you take income, tax, income taxes into consideration, you know, a lot of families today they become successful working really hard and earning substantial incomes, you know, in the process of working really hard, they work smart, right? But the fact that the incomes, a lot of these high earners have grown by a much greater percentage over time than the income of lower earners. As a result, and this is my point, as a result, the affluent oftentimes pay a significantly higher percentage of all the federal income taxes, okay? Taxes on their investment returns also can have a big impact on, you know, their ability to grow and preserve wealth. So preserve wealth and enhancing wealth. Let's do, let's steward the assets we already have in the most prudent way possible. Makes sense. Natural transition there into enhancement, Mark. But, and hear me out here. I don't want to take this discussion today and make it all about taxes and tax mitigation specifically. But while we're on the topic of tax mitigation, what can people be doing right now to address this idea of enhancing wealth? Um, because there's often, you know, there's political back and forth that are always changing tax code. And there's, so there's uncertainty created as, as part of that. Is there a, you know, a pointer, if you will, that you could help out with uh, today with regard to this idea of tax mitigation? And then then we'll move on and get off of the topic. Well, look, I, I don't think you're spending too much time on it because it's such a big and such an important element nowadays to overall wealth management and proper stewardship of, of your assets, right? So it's an excellent question to be asking. Uh, and obviously, here, here, here's the problem. You know, no one knows what the future holds when it comes to the government's decisions around tax rates and other aspects of the tax code. I mean, changing the tax code changes on an ongoing basis. So, so yeah, this uncertainty is preventing a lot of families from taking proactive action right uh, with regard to their to their tax planning it's kind of like in the old days if you remember uh when there were such a things as carburetors before there were electronic ignitions and all of these 
you know, uh, fuel injection, you could go into this thing called vapor lock and the motor would just kind of seize up. And that's what happens when people think about taxes nowadays. They kind of they kind of go catatonic and they say, wow, what do we do now? I don't I don't know what to do. But if you're ignoring the issue and you're waiting to have 100 percent clarity, you're probably waiting too long. And you're probably going to you're probably going to make a mistake by not taking action because tax mitigation has to be a key part of your financial planning for you and your family, regardless of whatever political environment and regardless of what's going on in, in the Congress or Senate. You know, you can, for example, create a wealth management plan that you know has flexibility, that has the appropriate amount of of uh, of being able to adapt and adjust should the tax environment change for the better or even for the worse. No, this is good, Mark. I appreciate you shedding some light there. Uh, okay, so we've got preserving wealth. We've got enhancing wealth. Let's move on to our third big concern that the affluent face. What do you see here? Well, it's one that has always been omnipresent. It's one that, ha that has faced us for almost forever, okay? And that's estate planning, right? It's so, okay, so we're gonna preserve, we're gonna enhance, now, how do we transfer all these assets later on to whomever our heirs are going to be? But unlike, unlike the first two concerns, you know, this concern that the affluent often don't pay enough attention to, and I, I say that because I see it all the time. Uh, and the reason because, you know what, doing estate planning really requires that we think about things and we address issues that we don't want to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's things that we would prefer not to think about, and we would just like to ignore them. For example, you know, how do you want your assets to be distributed at death, right? Nobody wants to think about that. You know, how and when should your heirs receive an inheritance? Well, I want them to receive it whenever I want to give it to them or whenever they want it or need it. Okay, it's oftentimes a mistake. Or, or how can liquidity needs be met if my estate doesn't have the assets, the liquid assets necessary to pay my estate taxes when they're due. All right, but the, these are all problems that are addressable. But of course, if you ignore any of these uncomfortable issues, and they are uncomfortable, I can tell you, we do it all the time. You know, it doesn't make them go away, right? If you're feeling ill, you can't just wish the illness to go away. So failing to think about, you know, exactly what's gonna happen with your wealth when that time comes or, or not thinking about it with because it causes you much greater discomfort than you think the benefit of thinking about it is, you know, that can have serious ramifications on everything from your ability to help your family members achieve their goals. Let's just think about simple things like college education, buying a home, investing in a new business. You know, it, it, it affects their long-term success and the sustainability of, here's another one, family-owned businesses. You know, if you're fortunate enough to be a to be a business owner, you know, how are the assets in that business going to be distributed to your family? Is it going to be a succession directly to to family members? Is it going to be sold to somebody in the business or maybe a strategic sale to an outside buyer? If you don't think about these things in advance and take action now to arrange for these things to happen in a logical fashion, Oh, my goodness, you're just going to leave all those problems to your family. So it, you have to think about estate planning. People don't want to, but they need to. 
Well said. Well said. Yeah, the transfer of wealth there being that third concern. Uh, all right, Mark, uh, let's pivot now into that fourth big issue that you're seeing the affluent face. Uh, what, what do you have on this front? Asset protection, right? Protecting this, protecting all this wealth. You know, you can't just think, and when I say you, I mean anybody that has any type of assets whatsoever. You can't just you, you can't just say, okay, I want to preserve my wealth uh, and I don't want to lose it to taxes and I don't want to lose it in the financial markets. I just don't want to do that. Okay, great. Well, you have to take action, right? So because, you know, more than likely you're seeking to protect your assets from being unjustly taken uh, by somebody either due to a catastrophic loss, potential creditors, litigants, because we're in such a litigious society nowadays, everybody's suing everybody. Okay. And then the other, you know, the, the ones that, I think it's 60% of married families deal with nowadays, which are divorce and ex-spouses, okay? And how about the ex-spouses of your children, okay? And then this whole thing nowadays with, with identity theft and digital malfeasance on the internet. I mean, so I hear, I hear these stories all the time. So what it really means is you got to have a successful wealth management plan in place that also includes and addresses wealth protection, asset protection, controlling the risks through business processes, if you're a business owner, employment agreements and buy sales, okay, as well as restructuring your various assets and considering other legal forms of ownership, like, uh, you know, should you own your house in your own name? Should you have your, your vacation home in your own name? What about the vehicles you drive? What about all your toys like jet skis and boats and all of those things? Restructuring various assets and considering their legal form of ownership that put your wealth beyond the reach of creditors and other parties who may seek to, let's call it, unjustly take it from you. Mm -hmm. No, this is a great one. Wealth protection. Now, I think Mark the layman would think, okay, yeah, these four, this ought to do it for the concerns. But you and I have had conversations surrounding this fifth concern that you're going to bring up in just a moment, and how it really has become a pivotal part of the wealth planning component that should exist you know, when, a, let's say, a, you know, a wealthy family or business owner is working with their wealth manager. Talk to me about this fifth concern. What do we have here? I use I use a uh, I use a uh, for instance, and that is you would be surprised how many of my clients, who originally were not philanthropically inclined, became philanthropically inclined when you show them what's in it for them and for their family, not just the recipient of your of your generosity. So you know, donating your wealth increasingly especially with affluent investors who are looking to to make positive influence beyond their own families, sometimes, you know, even for the world at large, you know, for these investors, making meaningful gifts to charity is the most impactful way of, of getting involved in those issues, right? Gifting, uh, you know, being charitably inclined comes with its own unique sets of challenges, uh, you know, from choosing and, 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 uh, structuring the most appropriate means of giving these gifts, such as direct gifts or donor advised funds. And for many of our clients, private family foundations, okay, to selecting those causes and those specific organizations that you're going to make the biggest impact on with these gifts. So any gifting strategy that clients put in place, you know, really have to, has to be set up for maximum effectiveness, 
right? At the same time, you have to ensure that those philanthropic and, you know, endeavors and, and the objectives you have in mind are in balance with your other key financial goals, such as retirement and long-term financial security of your family. So you can't be giving away assets that you think your family's going to need later on, as much as you might think it's a great idea. Unless you run these numbers, you're not, you're not really going to know. So navigating the charitable planning process can really be tricky and really needs to be thought through carefully. Sure thing. Sure thing. All right. So we there you have it, folks. We laid out the five key concerns of the affluent today, you know, going back to uh, the idea of of really uh, preserving their wealth, enhancing their wealth, transferring wealth, protecting it, and then, of course, donating it, as Mark just mentioned. But, Mark, look, uh, what would you have to say then as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head today? If somebody out there watching or listening to this episode hears these five concerns and thinks to themselves, well, I've got other financial challenges that I want that don't align with those five. Uh, what do you say to that? And, and any final thoughts that you might want to wrap up with today? Hey, Ryan, you know, we started our conversation today by mentioning that this is an ongoing conversation and just, and that's what your planning has to be. It has to be an ongoing conversation with your advisors. So what I'd like everyone to think about who's watching the, this video today is to compare what we talked about today with your own particular concerns and how daunting each one of these concerns taken on its own can be. You know, what our clients are saying to us is that right now today, the three things that are really perplexing them and causing them to lose sleep at night are taxes, inflation, and market volatility. Everybody is under the fear of increased taxes, as if they're not being taxed enough already. Everybody is aware that a quart of milk costs more than it did a year, two, and three years ago, and gas is through the roof. And everybody is concerned about what happens in the market, whether it's the, the securities markets, the real estate markets, uh, what's happening in the markets for the, whatever business they own. So you know, everyone is concerned about these things. But when you face all of these challenges at once, or even just some of them, it can have a huge impact on your ability to achieve a comfortable, secure, and meaningful life, right? So, and that's because none of the five areas stands in isolation. All of these things work together. All of these elements that we are always concerned about, they're all intertwined together. And, and, and so oftentimes the wealth protection, asset protection, wealth enhancement, charitable giving, all of these goals are kind of interdependent on each other. All of the key areas of your financial life are tied together in ways, you know, sometimes large or small. And plotting out the strategies for just one area at the expense of not looking at the other areas is an absolute recipe for disaster. And I've seen it happen more than once. So to be most effective, you, know, you need to deal with each area systematically while you take into account how it affects all the other areas on an integrated approach. So you got to look at the big picture too. Of course, of course. And, and look, Mark, for a lot of folks out there, yes, they have their own unique financial concerns. I'm sure that, as you had mentioned, you know, it's an ongoing conversation and, and they might want to enjoy having that conversation with somebody like yourself. So if any of these issues sparked a, you know, let's say a, a 
a level of action in somebody and they would want to open a, up a dialogue to talk about one of these concerns and how it aligns with their current financial situation, what would be the best way they could reach out to you and your team and open up that dialogue? Yeah, sure. So, you know, they could always reach us through on, on the web, right? www.echelonoffice.com. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word office.com. Uh, they could call us at 888-892-9882. Or, you know, for those that are more inclined, I answer all my email. They could reach me directly at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E, at Echelon Office, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word office.com. Fantastic. Well, Mark, hey, I appreciate you and your time and, and uh, you know, making us a part of your busy schedule uh, to dive into this idea of the five key concerns today and uh, looking forward to being back on the next one with you. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to next time. Of course. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to take one final second here before we sign off and thank you all for stopping by and spending some time with us on the show today. As always, if you learned a thing or two today, you benefited from the conversation, well, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the platform you checked us out on so you don't miss out on some of these great conversations that Mark and I, Mark and I have surrounding all these different wealth management topics. You know, we're tapping into to Mark's nearly four decades of experience and you know, plucking some nuggets of wisdom and diving into some of these conversations that he's having already on a regular basis with his clients. And we're bringing them right here to you on the podcast. Before Mark, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on optimizing your financial world. <laughs>